Hello everybody, my name is Lindsay and I'd like to start out my first full-length podcast episode with the topic of self-care because it really helps me and the whole point of my podcast is to help improve your lives. So I thought I'd start with this to help give some tips and keys on how to reduce some of the stress in your life and live a happier existence. So let's get started. A lot of individuals out there, when they're hearing the word self-care, they either don't really understand what it means or instantly related to selfishness or being selfish. However, the opposite is actually true. Self-care is a much needed way to regulate our mood, emotional responses, and how we perceive the world and those around us. A quick Google search for the definition of self-care states that it is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. However, as a whole, what we do for ourselves when done in a positive and constructive way can have a great have great benefits not only for us, but for those around us. I always like to compare self-care to the instructions given on an airplane about ensuring that you have properly placed your oxygen mask on your face before attempting to help other passengers. We do this so that we do not lose consciousness in return rendering us, rendering us unable to help less capable individuals. The same goes for self-care. It allows us to get back in touch with ourselves and ensure that we're in a state that allows us to perform at our best and handle the stresses that daily life can bring. When you take care of yourself, you'll be more present and aware in mind, body, and soul. Just like with your car, you can't expect to simply put gas in it as and in, in, and in the case of the human body, food, and expect it to operate properly for long. There are other things that need to be tended to, and they all work in collaboration. For example, when you have too many things on your mind, do you find that your body is not at ease? Signs of this may be tossing and turning in bed at night, feeling clumsy and dropping things. This is because your mind and body have lost connection due to one area being out of alignment and throwing the rest of the system out of whack. How many of you find yourself caught in a daily cycle of waking, rushing to get ready and get out the door, fighting traffic to get to a job that just isn't fulfilling? You do this subconsciously and fail to see how neglecting presence and care for your system is causing havoc until it has gotten too far and you end up with mental and health issues that need professional intervention. I believe starting a self-care routine doesn't have to be time-consuming or difficult, and that it is necessary to keep stress at a minimum and keep you in the driver's seat of your life. It's time to get off autopilot. So let's get into just a few of the countless ways you can attend to your needs and live a lower stress, happier existence. Eventually, you will make some of these a daily part of your life, like any other routine, and you will see the benefits before long. So, without further ado, and in no particular order, they are setting boundaries. Setting boundaries clears space on your perpetual to-do list. This can be in your home, at work, with friends, or even just simply for yourself. To set a boundary can be as simple as saying no to things you have always said yes to when you really didn't want to. It can mean having your children start to do chores to help around the house to alleviate some of the work you have to do, as well as teaching them responsibility. If you have family members or friends who tend to elevate stress levels, it's okay to limit the amount of time you spend with them. It is your time, after all. 
When it comes to work, it could mean ensuring that you do not bring work home with you. When you clock out, you set a boundary where work will not interrupt family time, personal time, dinner time. You get the idea. Uh, my next tool would be music. Music is another wonderful tool for self-care. Everyone loves music and it can be used in as simple of a matter as singing to songs on your drive to work. Whatever effect you're going, you're going for, there's a music genre to cover that. If you're not a morning person, play something more upbeat. If the commute stresses you out, listening to something relaxed and soothing. Everyone knows music has the ability to affect our moods, so use it. And if you play an instrument, pull it out and play your soul. Maybe even put on a show for the family so they can enjoy it as well. So along with these two, exercise is very important. Um, and this doesn't have to be something that you don't enjoy. It can be anything that is moving your body that you find enjoyable. This could be walking, running, playing outside with your children, swimming, yoga, you name it. As humans, we were designed for physical activity and movement, and unfortunately are becoming more and more sedentary as time goes on. When you exercise, your body releases feel-good chemicals called dopamine and endorphins, and also releases stress-causing chemicals that have built up in your brain and are not able to be removed due to an inactive life. In simple terms, exercise helps regulate your mind and body. So, do a little yoga or stretching in the morning before work to brighten the start of your day. Or take a short walk, alone or with the family, after dinner to help wind down and get you in a good state for healthy sleep. Next, we have meditation. Um, I'll be doing an episode specifically on meditation in the future, but I did want to include it in this episode because it falls under self-care. Meditation is a process meant to calm the mind and bring you to a state of consciousness. Because as I stated earlier, a lot of people are in a cycle every day and they do a lot of things without thought because the loop of their subconscious mind is pulling them along unknowingly. Meditation brings you in touch with your conscious mind, part of your brain that is present and aware of what you are doing so that you're actually in control of your thoughts and not running on autopilot. Meditation also brings your body to a state of deep relaxation, allowing mind and body to be working at the same level, communicating with each other versus you going through the motions of your daily life mentally on autopilot while dragging your body around and dumping whatever food is easily accessible into it. I call this zombie mode, and it's time to come to life, my friends. Next, we have journaling. This one actually has a lot of layers to it. It's very beneficial. Um, it's a great tool to use for someone who's not comfortable openly expressing their feelings with other people. Um, writing about how your day went things that have been on your mind and what you're feeling helps you express yourself and get those thoughts out of your head that just run on run on repeat like a hamster on a wheel. So being able to go back and reread what you have written can also give you better a better perspective on what is truly going on in your life. When you read what you wrote, you are doing so as the observer instead of replaying thoughts over and over in your mind. But be kind to yourself. View what you wrote as if someone close to you wrote it. 
So approach these thoughts and feelings that you have expressed without judgment, but with understanding that we all go through things and we need support. And sometimes we need that support from ourselves, most of all. You may even be able to see where certain aspects of your life need to change, hence where you can start creating boundaries. Ultimately, journaling is a healthy outlet that gives you a different perspective so that you can see solutions you never realized were there before. Journaling pairs well, very well with meditation. Because when you meditate, um, a lot of thoughts will come to the forefront and you can, you can let them go. I would suggest journaling first, getting it all out so that it's not clouding your mind and then using meditation to relax and really release the things that just keep running on repeat in your mind. But if you are someone that does like to talk, I would suggest talking to a friend. Um, however, I would advise that you choose a friend that you truly trust, who's a good listener and more on the optimistic side. Because as the saying goes, misery loves company, but it is not meant to turn into two or more people talking about everything that they don't like about their lives. Talking with a friend is a two-way street in which you want to express yourself and be understood but also allowing them that gift. <clears throat> it is showing each other different perspectives to open each other up to solutions, not a place to have a pity party. Another easy self-care tip would be watching a funny show or movie. It's right up there with listening to music because laughter really is medicine. Just like exercise, it releases endorphins. And who... Who out there wouldn't rather be laughing than frowning? Another big one is proper nutrition. Eating food that actually has a nutritional content serves both your mind and body. Much of the food in stores today can't even really be considered food. It's overprocessed to the point that there's no nutritional value left or it isn't made of any real ingredients to begin with. The human body was not designed to process and digest a lot of what we can what can be found on grocery store shelves today you want to look for foods that are in their simplest form that do not have a laundry list of ingredients and for the most part don't come in a colorful flashy packaging shopping the very outer perimeters of the store can help narrow down what is a whole food versus what is processed and covered covered in sugar and artificial coloring you want to fuel your body not fool your body this is such a vast topic that it deems research on your end. Find out what works for you and stop buying foods that will ultimately make you sick. The last thing I want to mention has so many options and is based on what works for you. And that is relaxing. This could include reading a book, lounging poolside, cooking a new meal, spending time with animals, taking a warm bath, taking a nap getting a massage, and the list goes on and on. All I'm saying is stop. Just stop from time to time. Take a breather and do something you enjoy that helps you relax and take a sigh of relief, knowing that, hey, life is meant to be enjoyed. We have to stop long enough to smell the roses. Thank you all for listening. I truly hope you received some self-care ideas that will work for you and that you incorporate them into your life and stick to them. You'll see and feel the difference. 
and the direction of your life will definitely take a change for the better. Until next time.